0: Um, it's funny because like we've talked about earlier in this, like I fall down these rabbit holes mm-hmm. and my wife always jokes with me because she's like, you always find a way to make your vices your job. and That's the best. And I'm like, that's the greatest compliment of all time. Yes. Thanks, babe.
1: There's a story inside every smoke shop with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This... It's Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne, and I have a very special guest today, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, Dave Imber from CigarClub.com. Great to be here, Mr. Rob. Thank you so much for joining me, dude. He's only here for a short period of time, so we have, oh, what, seven hours to Something get this like all that. done? Yeah. 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 It's so, a quick turn, you know? It's kind of fun. And it is. We're going to go taste some coffee after this. Because we have a new shared passion. Yeah, before the whole episode, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm just getting into coffee and really liking the, the AeroPress, my new fellow burr grinder, everything. And you are a placeholder, third placeholder at the Florida Championship. Southeast. Southeast. But who's counting? Who's counting? I did say Florida before. for AeroPress, right? Yes. A
0: bronze AeroPress trophy sits in my office
1: you have a bronze Aeropress. i was totally <laughs> I starstruck by this because yes. i'm like i see these people give out these recipes you know online for first second and, and third place i'm sure it's the world Aeropress press yeah. cup yep and you were you were competing nationally
0: competing to go to
1: nationals be the, be
0: the u.s got it. representation yeah got
1: it so you were competing regionally Yep. to go to nationals basically and compete then on the world level. Exactly. Nice. But hey, if I got a bronze trophy from AeroPress, I'd be like, yeah, I did. I brewed some sick coffee. Exactly.
0: And bronze looks closer to gold than mm. silver, right? So in a lot of ways, I'm like, I'll take the bronze. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people walk in, you see that. One, you're probably wondering why I have that. But two, kind of looks like gold. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, Coffee no.
1: is a whole new world to me. Absolutely love it with cigars.
0: Yeah, totally. I think like we're like we've discussed, you know, in the past the parallels between industries like coffee and like tobacco, the sourcing, the people behind it, the hands that touch it. You take yeah. a look back once you've seen this like lifespan that gets to like your brewed cup and your and your brood cup of coffee, and you're like, How did this cost three dollars? I don't understand. Absolutely. How is this cigar eight dollars? And it's the the amount of work and trial and error that it takes to get to the place these coffee farmers are at and these tobacco growers are at, wherever that is, with like equipment that, I don't know, predates probably 1900. I like, right. I don't They're even know how to get here. Everything's yeah. picked by hand. My gosh. Tobacco coffee. So it's just thrilling to see those kind of parallels.
1: And that's the world you came from before, was this kind yeah. of coffee world. So for you you've been to South America for coffee. I haven't. You haven't. I have not. Okay. So, but you, okay. When did you start at CigarClub.com?
0: So I started here around this time last year. I think it was like
1: September of 2019. Got it. So you're in, but right when you get on the job three months in, they're like, yo, let's go to South America to make a blended cigar.
0: Yeah. Like I kind of forced that
1: upon the company, right? Because nice I'm like, move. I want
0: to do that, right? Oh, Who doesn't want, to do, want to do
1: that? Who doesn't want to know how to blend one of these beautiful cigars? What goes into it? How hard is it? Exactly. It is so hard to, like this wrapper is super seamless. Not an easy feat to do, my friends. It is no. super hard.
0: No, just the sorting process alone of it is is an art in and of itself. And it was one of those things where it's like, I was a cigar geek before I got into the actual industry. And for me, I'm like, I want to go to origin. I want to see the process. I want to learn how to blend cigars. Great. I'm not the one sitting on the rolling table making them. Uh, I'm hardly yeah. the one literally blending it, but I'm, you know, being able to work alongside and, and begin that process of learning and education. You know, I'm one of those people that like falls down the rabbit hole fast in any oh. industry I dip my toe in.
1: Hence the third place trophy for Aeropress. Exactly. I'm I'm just on the slippery slope. You're. I'm going. You're going down fast. Going. And I'm not helping you try to get (laughs) out. So much. I'm just going to keep
0: watching you fall down it and throwing more cool things. You you. can
1: do the same thing in cigars, of course, in anything. You can just you get more and more into it. And how do they do that? So how did you get the opportunity to go to South America to learn how to blend cigars and sit down with an actual blender? Who did you meet? How did this all happen?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Cigars is. I mean, so many things in life is. You know, connections and who, you know, and what, you know, and the relationships you've built. And for me, that's, that's been my story and my time in this industry is the relationships and the people that have said, yeah, Dave, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll take you under my wing. Yeah. You want to learn? Let's go. Let's do it. And, you know, it it goes back to late uh, or early 2019. I was not in the cigar industry. I was working at creative agencies, doing branding and strategy and photography and, and, and doing it for a lot of craft companies too, which was still a really cool outlet. Um, but we happened to be in Key West on a, mm. on a job, right? Working for a hotel, doing their branding and stuff Tough like job, that. Tough job, man. I know. <laughs> and uh, of course, like you know, we finish up for the day and I'm like, I've always wanted to go to Rodriguez Cigars. They're the, they're the cigar place of Key West. Right of the original cigar city of Florida, you know, okay. ninety miles from Cuba, and so I'm like, I've got to go see what see what this is all about. And I've always had watched. I think it was Bizarre Foods. Andrew Zimmern was in Key West and interviewed Danny, the owner of Rodriguez Cigars. And ever since that like episode, I watched just like a, like back in 2012 or 2013, whenever it was. Right. I was like, I'm going to Rodriguez Cigars.
1: He's from here. Seriously? Yeah, he's from here. No way. Yeah, yeah, fun fact.
0: Okay, major fun fact. So that was then planted in my head, and then I'm like, cool, I'm in Key West now. And I'm born and raised in South Florida, but never really went all the way down to the Keys. And um, so I mosey on over to Rodriguez Cigars five minutes before they close. and Dan- timing. And Danny DeFabio, the owner, is in there closing up shop. And I'm like, oh man, dang it. But yeah. I, I walk in, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? How can I help you? And I'm like, I oh, was just looking to get some cigars. And he's like, all right. And he just starts, I mean, literally five minutes till he closes, okay? Like, this guy's wrapping stuff up, and he just goes into it. He's like, what are you looking for, man? What do you like to smoke? And and just starts, oh, let me show you this. Oh, yeah, so my grandfather started this, you know, in 1984, and this is his original blend and, and, and this is something I've been working on and he just starts telling me everything. He's got tobacco plants in there. He's tell he starts diving in viso, ligero, secco. These are the different <laughs> pieces of the plant. And I'm like, shut he oh, okay. it He's hey, just like, right. go, go, he's, go. he's low. I'm like, it's like nine ten, nine fifteen or eight ten, eight fifteen, and and at this point I was like pretty geeky about cigars, right? So I knew like some seed lines and like tobaccos that I loved and growing regions. So I started throwing it back at him, right? Cause I'm in the process of falling down that rabbit hole in that kind of time period of my life. And he's just lighting up. He's like, how do you know that? Did you work yeah. the cigars? And I'm like, no, I don't. I just, I just love them. And boom, next thing you know, he's like, go sit over there. He sits me down at the roller's table. He goes to the back, grabs a bottle of Zacapa 23, goes upstairs grabs cigars, throws them on the table. He's like, these are new blends I'm working on. Let's talk about them. So we sit down, we smoke through two. Blender asks yeah. you for your opinion? N- not even asking me for my opinion, but he just wanted me to experience it, right? Like, oh. like if I'm Danny, right? And he's like, oh, I mean, yeah, kid, you tell me what you think about this. I think it was more one of those moments where I see your desire to want to learn. I'll tell you everything you want to know. Oh, and I don't want anything so cool. from you. And literally fast forward two, three hours later, you know, we've, we're we drinking rum, we're smoking all these cigars. I'm like, aren't you closed? <laughs> like, like, like when I walked in, were you closed? And he like gets up and, and shuts and off and the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we're closed, we're closed, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, closed. we're closed. To get the <laughs> uh, no, he he just, continue, he's like, nah man, he's like, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm glad you came by today. And I was like, who is this guy? Because wow. I grew up, you know, uh, my dad smoked cigars occasionally and, and with friends and smoke in the backyard. And I always thought it was so cool. But every time I get into cigars or start looking into them, there's all these like roadblocks you come to with knowledge where you Absolutely. really, you stop learning because there's just not all, there's not videos there. There's not articles on people telling you like how to layer Veso, Veso and Seco in a blend, right? They're not giving that away. And so that like little bit of mystery, I had all these questions and Danny sat there for two and a half hours and answered every one of my questions. Wow. And it's one of those moments I'll never forget. It's still, to me, the most special moment in, in the tobacco industry for me, and I wasn't even working in it. And so, okay, fast forward from that like epic moment to a year and a half later, I'm working at Cigar Club, and day one, I'm like, we need to bring in Rodriguez cigars. Because one, I love the guy's cigars. I absolutely sure. love them. And two, there's been no one like that for me in this industry. And I, for me, it was like a way to pay respect to what he showed me is like, I wanna champion this guy's cigars in our box. I want everyone to know about them. Right. I want people to know that. You don't just get these when you go to Key West. You need to be banging down your brick and mortar shops, begging for Rodriguez to be in there. You need to be DMing Danny, You know all these different ways you can access yeah. him. I want people to understand and feel what I felt. And so that started this whole, you know, relationship, if you will. I called Danny back. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know if you'll remember me. Uh, I spent time at your shop like a little over a year ago and we talked cigars and tobacco plants and whatever. He's like, Dave, yeah, I remember you, man. Of course. And I'm like, so I'm working for this company now, CigarClub.com. I want to get you in the boxes. Can we have that conversation? He's like, what? Absolutely. He's not, the cigar's not being
1: sold anywhere other than his shop. Right?
0: For the most part, he has he has a handful of retail accounts that he like very specifically chooses.
1: Yeah, but it's not his goal, right? It's like right, right. okay. we He we're primarily bodies, I'll send you my cigars. Primarily
0: you're either going to Danny's website yeah. or you're coming in the shop, you're seeing him and you're buying cigars from him and you're watching the three old ladies that sit there that yeah. have rolled cigars for him for I don't know how many years. Okay, because his dad started the b- his grandpa the business. started the business. His grandpa, yeah, his grandpa started in 1984. They had one blend, and um, those they still roll that same blend. They're done in like lanceros and different traditional, real thin ring gauge sizes. They're really like rustic, look really cool, like sure um, traditional cigars. Okay, and so they still make those there. And then I came to find out Danny works with a factory in Esteli. Uh, with a really good friend of his, Guillermo Pena, at Tabacalera La Perla. So we started having that conversation. And I'm like, oh, you don't make everything in Key West. He's like, yeah, I make a lot in Key West, but I also, you know, I've got this really good friend, the whole thing, he's in Esteli. And then he pauses, Dave, have you ever been to Esteli? And I was like, oh man, this is it. This is it. And I'm like, no, Danny, I haven't, you know, driven by Esteli in a while. I could use a refresher. And um, he's like, oh, we got to go. He's like, it's the best. He's like, but we have to go in like the next two months because I want you to see the tobacco at its height before they chop it down to start fermenting it. He's like, he's like, we're going to be on horsebacks. We're going to have the hats on. We're going to be smoking cigars. I'm. Gonna, you're going to be in there blending cigars with me and Guillermo. You're going to be at the fields. You're going to be in the sorting facility. You're going to see how everything's packaged. You need to see from start to finish oh. what this is all about. And
1: what do you even say to that? You say yes, and you shut up, <laughs> and you go and pack your bag. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like,
0: okay. So literally a week later, uh, we're t- starting to lock things in, and I'm on the phone with Jeff, our founder of Cigar Club, and I'm like, Jeff, this is this is what we're doing. We're going to Esteli. We're going to blend. Get the blend. checkbook out. We're <laughs> yeah. going. We're going. I need the credit card. We need to book <laughs> flights tomorrow. And, um, and And so he's like, okay. Let's do it. You don't
1: pass that. I up. know. Yeah,
0: you gotta go. You don't pass it up at all. And, it's, and we're not talking like, you know, a tour of Tobacco no. Land with a hundred other people. We're talking- You're rolling with the kingpin. Here me and Danny go. and Jeff in a in a truck, right? A yeah. ricky truck driving two hours into the mountains of Esteli and hunkering down there for about four or five days to, to learn blend. and yeah. just become like part of this process. Wow. And so- I was like beside myself and I had all these ideas just in like my journals, right? Of cigars I wanted to make and make them a part of the club. You know, our core businesses subscription model and and catering cigars to people's palates using regular production cigars or boutique cigars, pre-made cigars, right? Getting people excited about cigars that will fit their palate and, and giving them something new every month and, and helping them along their cigar journey. I wanted to bring this level of customization and our expression of tobacco. And it's something that it was like a dream of mine. I mean, I remember when I was 18 and I was like, yo, dad, we should make a cigar together one day. He's like, I don't even know how the hell we'd go about doing right. that. And I'm like, yeah, me either. But wouldn't it be cool? He's like, I mean, yeah, I'd be cool. But
1: Everybody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You want to make your own cigar because Every- you have no idea how to do it. But you know, like, if you got your hands on the raw materials, you could start doing it. And just like totally. taste it. Okay, try this, do that. Put these things together. Yeah, let's see what happens.
0: Right. And so I'm like, of course, for the past, like, Five or six years prior, I had like written down like cigars I wanted to make, interesting tobaccos I thought would go well together, without knowing how to blend, of course. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you get down there and they're like, yeah, no way you can make that. But I had all these <laughs> ideas.
1: But that's what, you have to dream in order to. to get there, right? Because if you're not, then this kind of like just a lost cause. But like if you're dreaming about it and you're trying to put it together, even out of your ignorance, right, you're gonna get steered in the right direction by these guys, right, and make something great.
0: And sometimes out of your ignorance, you end up pushing things right sure. that wouldn't have been done because that's not how you do it. Right. Until somebody goes, just try it. They're like, it doesn't work like that. Just try it. Roll up right roll up the cigar. And let's just smoke it. All right, yeah, you're right. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's generally how Or sometimes yeah, exactly. gringo <laughs> uh, but sometimes you hit gold. Uh so anyway, I had this I'm like, I want to do this thing around Cuban custom cigars. This whole idea that these European and Saudi businessmen and princes would would fly to Cuba back in the day, right? In Cuba's like heyday when Havana City was like the Paris of the Caribbean, right. and they'd be staying at Hotel Nacional, and there'd be one roller there making cigars, and they'd go to another hotel and they try that person's cigars. They'd be like, oh, this guy, this guy, and they'd be like, hey, can you make me fifty bundles of these? I'm going to bring them back home for my friends, for my clients, for my family and they, you know, they were known as Cuban custom wheels of cigars. And that was always so fascinating to me because it gives you that ability to try things, right? You don't right. need all these loans of tobacco because you're doing a 20,000 cigar production. It's like, let's make 700, right. let's make 1,000 of them if that's all we can make, but wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't that yeah. be really cool? Wouldn't that be an experience that people would enjoy? And so that's what I wanted to do. And I'm like, Danny's telling me he can He'll make cigars for us. He's going to bring us down there. Now is the time or we're never doing this. And so full steam ahead. We're like, all right, let's go. Danny's like, all right, month before we go, I want you to send me your wish list of tobaccos you want to use of the types of blends You've you want already to
1: make, got it figured out a little
0: sizes bit. everything he's like i'm gonna have them prep a bunch of stuff and then we're also gonna blend but i want you to be able to smoke cigars that are a month off so that you can start to see the differences when you're smoking fresh what you're looking for once they've aged a little what you should be looking for that whole thing
1: because like talk about that a little bit because obviously Absolutely. if you roll a cigar fresh right away yep and you're like not all the flavors have married together you're really kind of probably what tasting pretty raw flavors totally and so you have to figure out are these flavors going to morph into this or that like which way is it going to go right or left good or bad
0: totally that that might be the trickiest part because it's all it's also time
1: it's and patience it probably comes with the experience right oh, totally. so right danny could probably go mm, probably not mm-hmm
0: Or I could go, oh, this is it. And he's like, no, it's not.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) He's like,
0: trust me, you smoke that in three months and come back to me, right? Right. I have no idea. Never, I I mean, a couple of times growing up in South Florida, there's local rollers and stuff where I'd smoke fresh cigars, but I wasn't like looking for anything. I was just kind of enjoying the cigar, drinking coffee with it, whatever. So he goes, prep me a list of your wish list. And I had all these lines I wanted to do, right? And these different types of customs. And so I'm like, here it is, here's everything. And I'm kind of expecting, like, all right, they'll get, prep a couple cigars for us. They're going to give us a tour. Like, it, this is going to be a really cool experience. I'm going to take a ton of really cool photos. Like, I'm yeah. really excited. But we get there, and, you know, we land in Nicaragua. Danny, Danny had already landed um there so they had a driver from the factory come pick us up um and we're like all right i hope we can find like the right you know like our names are spelled wrong on the thing it was hilarious right, yeah. but we like sit in the car and the guy like hands us a couple of danny's cigars he's like oh Danny why don't you smoke these on the way up and i'm like all right cool and so Danny just, was already there Danny was had just landed okay. like 5 hours before us Got so, it. so uh Christian was his name came picked us up handed us two sticks and we, I'm like, we're really starting off with a bank. Like this is Esteli. Yes. If I have ever, like, this is what it must be like. All right, cool. You so come, we, you smoke, and right. you go. <laughs> we start lighting up. We're driving up like these like kind of roads for like two hours into Esteli, and we get there, and it was also happened to be Danny's birthday, and uh, we show up to Guillermo Pena's house, who's the f- he runs the factory there in Nicaragua, and there's this massive pig roast, and there's all wow. this food and people. And everyone's smoking cigars and hanging out. And I'll never forget that picture, like walking into the courtyard, seeing all of that. And Danny's like, Dave, Jeff, welcome. And everyone's like hugging us, bringing us in, pouring us drinks. And I'm like, what is going
1: on yeah, this here? this is not for us, is it? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: I found out it was partially for Danny because it was his birthday, but I felt like it was for me too, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Um, and so we, we kind of kick things off that way. And, and then the next day, you know, we wake up 7 a.m., the Guillermo, uh, at his house, they cook us breakfast. They make us coffee. Of course, we're smoking a cigar. This is the thing with Nicaragua, right? It's like every like hour they're like handing you a cigar and it's like, let me just catch my breath. Let me catch some quick oxygen and then I'll grab that. (laughs) No disrespect here. Um, so we're eating breakfast and then we get in the truck to go to the factory. So it's like a five minute drive down the road. We get in there and, uh, that door opens, man. And it's just the coolest thing. Everyone's eating. There's like a hustle and bustle to it. People are sorting to back. Like you're just trying to take it all in. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin There's a
1: bunch of rolling tables. Mm -hmm. There's people bringing them tobacco to keep rolling. There's people moving rolled sticks over to another part to get wrappers put on them. Right.
0: Yeah. Band them, package them. Like, everything's going on there. And so Danny just, he's like, all right, you ready? And I'm like, I'm ready. I think. For what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't
1: know what I'm ready for, but I'm ready. Yeah. I I hope so. I'm amped up. I'm Um, coffee, nicotine. Here we go. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Um, And he's like, all right, bunchers, they're over here. He starts grabbing stuff from them, opening it up. Filler's late here because of this. Viso's late here because of this. This is going to be probably, they're looking to do more of like a medium to full bodied cigar. That's going to have like a pretty simple, profile the whole way through no big changes you see like the way they're layering it then he goes to the next roller and the next buncher tell me about how they work in pairs at this factory specifically how they're doing it in tubo style right where they bend the leaves in a certain way to let more airflow in sure which is kind of a traditional cuban method and and we just start going up and down where they're putting the wrappers on he's like oh yeah you got to see the sorting room you got to see the sorting room and this was my light bulb moment was the sorting room I, we turn the corner And they're sorting wrapper leaf only there's probably 10 people in here and the women sort wrapper leaves because they have better
1: eyes yeah they have more rods and cones yeah
0: and they also just have they don't rip the leaves like probably Ah. the guys do. (laughs) but they yeah their eyesight is better so they're in there sorting all these sleeves rolling them into bundles of 20 and signing their name on every single one we're talking a factory that could probably make thousands of cigars a day they're signing a name every 20. Just on the rapper lease sorting. They didn't make cigars Whoa. yet. But that's the pride that these people are taking. And I'm like, Danny, what, why is she writing her name on it? He's like, it's pride, Poppy. He's like, she's she picked those rappers out of everything you see here. Those are the best. Why wouldn't she put her name on it? And I was like, right? Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was one of those, the cigars can be seven bucks, 10 bucks, yeah. 15. Like, and this this is what just happened for just the rap release. We haven't even gotten to the filler or the right. pilones or the aging rooms right. or the fields yet. And so I'm like blown away at this point.
1: Think of that, though. Everyone's working towards one goal. Mm-hmm. And she takes her job not seriously, but passionately. Passionately. Like with pride. Yeah. How cool that is that? With, it's, with pride. Yeah, That's yeah, a good name. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Next Instagram post shall say with pride.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, there was just, there was something never about that moment. There's something about that moment.
1: Sorting like that. Yeah. And then her putting her name on that meant more than just accountability. Mm-hmm. It meant this is it. This is where, this is the level that we're at.
0: Right. And a lot of them don't even
1: smoke cigars. She's
0: never gonna smoke that cigar. She's not even going to know where that wrapper ends up. Right. But her name's on it. Because she
1: this is my best.
0: I'm putting it forward. I believe in this product I just pushed out.
1: Right. She her, knows it's going to end up on great cigars yeah. that we smoke.
0: And it happened to be... A specific wrapper that I was really excited about. I put in my, like, my email to Danny, or you know, the pre-email where he wanted like my mm-hmm. list of ideas. I wanted to use a wrapper, um, Ecuadorian Connecticut Desflorada, which.
1: What does the Desflorada mean? Because Desfl- the other part meant Ecuador. Gr- yep. Like that's where it's grown. Yep. Connecticut shade. Connecticut seed, right? And then. Yes. Yes. And shade.
0: It's kind of like twofold. But
1: Ecuador doesn't need shade, right? They, they don't. Right. Because they already have a ton of cloud cover.
0: Which is why people grow wrapper there.
1: Right. So it's a great area to grow wrapper. Yep. Particularly shade type wrapper.
0: Yep. Like kinetic Yeah. Yeah. Like a lighter Connecticut. Yeah. Instead of a broadleaf. Exactly. What
1: is the Des florado
0: Yeah, desflorada, deflorada. I think there's a couple ways to say it. My Spanish isn't great.
1: I said it perfectly.
0: Right uh you did. You did. You nailed it. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Desflorada <laughs> refers to the process of like Deflowering the top of a leaf.
1: Okay, that where will all make the sense. mineral
0: content is building because it gets the most sun exposure.
1: So now I've seen I've seen them say that they pick it off mm-hmm. so that the nutrients doesn't go there anymore. I've seen paper bags put over it. Yep. Don't know what that's for. That's interesting. I I haven't heard the paper bags. The
0: I know they pick these ones off on this on the specific wrapper we were looking at. Okay. They remove those so that the nutrients can flow.
1: Directly Leafs. to the leaf. Right. Okay. So
0: what you end up getting is a Connecticut cigar that has some body to it. It's got some spice. It's got some nuance. Even before you start talking about filler and binder, the desperata carries some heaviness, which I always thought was really cool. I hated the stigma that Connecticut cigars get. And I'm like, right. That, that was one of the like top projects in my mind. I was like, I wanted to blend or work on a cigar with a blender that could kind of change the status quo of Connecticut cigars. Sure. Right? Like, you still kind of have those Cuban influences with the Connecticut because it's still mild to medium. But let's, like, kick it up a notch. Like, let's bring some flavor here. Yeah. So, I saw the wrapper, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's the one I want. It was, like, butter on it. I can't even – I have a photo of it. I still remember taking it, too, um, of that perfect bunch of the Desperada, And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome because we are uh. gonna, we're going to use that. I just know it. And um, so, then we head over to – the uh, aging room. So once cigars are made, they put them in this massive aging room where there's just wheels and wheels of cigars. And we, we get in there and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of cigars beautiful smell in there. Ooh. And uh, we walk, we turn the corner and there's just this row of, I don't know, 300 sticks probably all in bundles. He's like, all right, Dave, these are all the samples that you had talked about. And I was like, what? 300 he's like, samples? He's like, yeah, like you sent me like 13 prototype concepts that you wanted to do so we made a bundle of each one and i was like what? <laughs> you did what? right? like i'm expecting there to be like three cigars on the table and then they're like are you like it a yeah. b or c like right? like
1: right. Cla- like how That's you would think how a white this. label project yeah, don't complicate this give him three choices he's a gringo and yeah. so
0: he's like he's like this is blend uh for you know the way i had it laid out this is blend 6 a b c D, D with a different filler, this, this, this. He's like, I want you to be, we're going to do all these on the table, but I want you to be able to see what they're like a month after so that you can really get the full education process wow. while you're here. And I was like, this is unbelievable.
1: How come you didn't call me to go on this trip? <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Next one, well, first of
0: all, I didn't even <laughs> no, know no. if I should be. I'm like, are we going to make it there? Wow. What's going on? So everything was just hitting me. Like well, me and Jeff are looking at each other like, is are they for real? Like they wow. went to all this trouble for us. Like, this is our first time working with them. And again, it, it kept, you know, my head is like, this has been Danny this whole time, right? It's always a step ahead, going the before wanting anything from me as a client, as a customer, as a friend, just always going the extra mile to really, he's so passionate about tobacco and cigars and sharing the information. So all that's happening and we're on our way back and, and I had grabbed this one specific cigar that had the DeFlorada wrapper on it, which I put on there. So I was on the email. I'm like, if you have DeFlorada, let's use it because I really want to try a cigar with it. So I grabbed the ones that had all that on there and we're like smoking it in the truck on the way back. And Danny started to tell me more about uh, another area of the, Sorting process when it's going into the P loans as we're pulling up to the other part of the factory, and he's getting like really amped up. And if and if you know Danny, or, like I'm sure some somebody listening knows Danny and knows what I'm talking about. He just gets like fired up about this stuff. Yeah, he's like Davis Algo Algo Sincero, brother. And I was like, what? He's like, it, this it's it's Algo Sincero. It's how these people treat this. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And he's like, you know, like it's something sincere. And I was like, Dah. again, right, like. Pfft chills running down my spine i'm sitting here smoking this cigar and i'm like this cigar to me is algo sincero this cigar is the one that i watched the lady sort the wrapper on and i'm like i'm sure there might be some tweaks needed and we're going to really dig into this blend but this cigar is it and yeah. i mean this is the cigar we're smoking right now right this algo is algo sincero. Sincero, and this is Ooh. this is the original production this was this was literally put into production like two weeks after we left nicaragua and this is two of four that I have left ever that will ever be the first production. Thank and you. it's the most special cigar to me. And, you know, I, do I think it's the greatest cigar that's ever graced the earth?
1: No, but to it's me got a it is cool right. story and super passionate for you. Exactly. And I mean, this and is
0: great. So to me, there's like, I'm, I smoke the cigar every time and it. And I just think about kind of what I outlined there, which is a lot, but I, it, it's an experience of a trip. It's an experience of a friendship it's learning a trade, it's people with passion. It's people, right. I mean, these rollers aren't millionaires. Far, far from it. Right. They're barely squeaking by. But they take so much pride in what they do. And and so that like sparked this really massive uh, rest of the week where I spent time with this blend. And we made some tweaks to it, and it had this really cool thing where it was like really spicy up front, and then at the halfway point, it would just die into like cream. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And, I'm like, can we get the spice to come back at the very end? And they're like, Dave, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, you just can't, you, that's not how it works. And it ended up being one of those things that's not how it works. Yeah, okay. But, <laughs> so, yeah, but there wasn't like... any nuance to it because it was so fresh, but Danny sat there and explained to me, he's like, all right, what are you getting? I'm like, I'm just getting that it's like spicy. Like I'm not picking anything, I'm just, I can tell you it's spicy right now. And then all of a sudden it stopped being spicy and now it's like smoking half and half cream. And he's like, oh. yes. He's like, when you were blending at the factory, from the rolling table, two weeks off, whatever the case is, you're not looking for the red apple and the licorice and the dash of espresso flake, right? That right. that we kind of romanticize when we're critiquing cigars and smoking them. Sure, you're looking for balance, complexity, and construction. If they okay. check those three boxes, keep them wait a month, smoke them, wait another month, smoke them, and then wait that final month, smoke it, and then let's talk about more of the details. He's like, but those are the first three things you look for. And I was mm. like, I feel like somebody would pay a lot of money for that kind of quick 30-second education on yeah blending a cigar. like, And, and just the fact that he w- we're sitting there like smoking that together and we're kind of tasting the same thing. I, I in no ways felt the validation of like, oh, yeah, I got the palate like Danny. But I felt the validation of like, I can, I can learn more. I can do this. Like I can figure out how to make this cigar that is an experience for somebody that's changing and changes your perception. You know that it starts off with that kind of white pepperiness and evolves into more things. And yeah. um, So anyway, that sparked an entire trip of into the tobacco fields and we wow. blended like five or six more cigars. And uh, since then, we've released this one yes <laughs> we blended Wait, it
1: how do you get this one you just go to cigarclub.com and you can buy it yeah well right now so we're out of these now but yeah because we're smoking them <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it sparked um cigar club customs so when i talked about the cuban customs and i found okay. this cigar and i was like this is the perfect launch for this idea we've had in our head for cigar club customs so we launched it in may or no, we did start taking pre-orders in March to kind of gauge if people were interested in it. Sure. Told the story of it and um, made a small production. It was like right around a thousand cigars and we sold them in five packs and uh, we sold out of them. Um, once it went live with the pre-orders and everything, we sold out of them in like a couple of weeks and we've gotten like incredible feedback from it that we were like, we should do this again. Yes. Like, because also we have all these blends to play with. And so now we're, you can go online and buy Cigar Club Customs volume two, which is made at Danny's factory in Key West. And then in January of this year, well, we'll launch it in November, but live in January is going to be the Cigar Club Customs subscription, which will be an every other month subscription of a blend like Algo Sincero that we worked on with a brand. Some of them are going to come from Danny in that factory and some are going to come from other factories that we've built relationships with as well, exploring tobacco, exploring what we want to do with it. And um, and, and it's not in a way of like we're just trying to get like the house cigar going and throw them out. there. like, they have a premium, you know, they're a nine, $10 stick, but we're investing the money and time into them and letting them age. Like we're coming out with an exclusive with Danny that we blended in February, went into production in March and we'll release February 2021.
1: It's a whole year. A whole year. You got to sit on that. Yeah.
0: And that's part of Danny's like rule. Like he, like most of the cigars you smoke from him are at a minimum a year old from the table. Like he doesn't sell anything other. Sure. So I'm like, dude, let's do an exclusive together. And he's like, cool. You have to wait a year though. Yeah. From the day you tell me that you want to do it. (laughs) So that's going to happen in February. But cigar club customs is like just one of those things that was an idea. It was the dream of the kid outside of the cigar world that just was a geek we about it and there, loved though. it. Yeah. And then it was the dream of somebody that realized that I had this kind of inkling passion for it and was like, okay, cool. Yes to everything you say. What? Now now I'm in Nicaragua. I'm in the mountains. I have 300 sample blends. We're blending more on the table. I'm sitting there learning how to roll from Danny. He's one of the few brand owners I know that like rolls like he can make cigars. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden we... Get into this idea of customs, and we release this into the world. And I'm like, you like it's okay. It's a thousand cigars, right? Like, right. Guys are selling three hundred thousand cigars in a month. It was a thousand sticks, but it was the start of what now is going to, I think, become one of the cornerstones of what we do. In you know, in addition to our classic subscription, is bringing experiences, people, stories from. From us and from our manufacturers and partners that want to work together with us. And specifically from people like me that two years ago knew nothing about any of this. It was just, I love it
1: and I want to do more with it. Right. So what were the three things that he said you have to have? Complexity, construction, and what? Balance, complexity, and construction. So on the balance side, when it's brand new and fresh like that, you're just looking for... There's nothing way left way right it's not like whoa this is all pepper and nothing else totally like okay it's pepper and it
0: has never changed pepper and i've been smoking it for an hour and now i'm gonna go throw up like right that's there's no balance there okay you know but is it changing even if it's only two major notes you taste is it at least changing is it nuanced is it not overpowering pepper maybe there is a little pepper and even if it's the whole time it's not all you taste right so that's what you're looking for with balance complexity would take it into tran- what we would talk about as transitions three months later or as consumers, once, we've, once they've aged and sat and developed, the complexity is the little nuances, but when you're smoking it fresh, it's more, it was pepper and now there's zero pepper. And now there's pepper again. And now there's something else. I have no idea what it is, but it's not any of the other two things before. That's sure. complexity. Got it. Yeah.
1: And those start to come out more as you let it age.
0: Right. Totally. Exactly. And some cigars need Just the three months. Some cigars need six, nine, 12. This one needed right around like two and a half, three months was like one of my favorite times to smoke this cigar. And I haven't smoked it this old, which is kind of cool, right? Every time I smoke it from now on, I've never smoked it at this age. Right. So when I first fell in love with it, it was like a month old. And then when I really fell in love with it, it was like two and a half. And so that's when we released
1: it. Okay.
0: Cause I smoked the blend, the samples at two and a half. So I'm like, cool. And we do the production. Let's release it at two and a half because that's been like my favorite kind of time period of it. And it's just changed every time. So so I'm like, I'm still learning this cigar, which is kind of cool. I'm like, I don't know, maybe in a year it's not gonna taste good anymore, but I won't have any left to know. So there we go. We'll just make some more (laughs) and I'll smoke them in two and a half months again.
1: Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) And then obviously the third one, construction, is you know, is it burning evenly? No canoeing, no Yep. You know, it's not going out every three puffs.
0: Which which the the going out is tricky when they're still so wet, right? From sure. from being fresh, but the canoeing is huge, right? Is the Lajero placement correct? Is the Lajero dry enough? Mm. Is it was it aged well in the p like all of like the process of the sorting of the tobacco kind of comes into play when you bring
1: up construction too? I'm getting into that creamy part, man. Mm-hmm. At first, it was very much, not too much pepper, because I don't like a ton of it, but Mm -hmm. almost like tangy. It's like a bright pepper. Yeah, bright. Yeah. Bright is a good, I'm horrible at descriptions, as people know, but I try my best, just it's kind of like, what is my palate doing? Totally. Yeah. Very difficult, but very enjoyable. Thank you for bringing this. Absolutely. What a cool story, too. I mean, we all sit in that spot. We all, if you are at all a cigar head, cigar geek, whatever you call yourself, cigar aficionado, you are in that spot of you want to know what's inside here. You want to know how it's done. You want to know how did it get like this? How did it get so good to the point where I can enjoy it so much and the consistency, too? You got to make. You, you only had to make a thousand of these. Right. If you, like you said, some people make 300,000, some people make 3 million. it's
0: right. a lot. Right, and, and that's the other thing I asked Danny. I'm like, all right, this was fun, like blending all these new cigars. I'm like, but I feel like this is kind of easy to blend a bunch of new one-off cigars. I'm like, how? He's got four core lines. I'm like, how do you get these to taste the same every time? Right. And he's like, work, wow. time, I'm here. He's like, I don't come out with a new cigar every year. He's like, hardly okay. every other year. How can he's you? like, I, I need, you know, Serie eighty four Maduro to taste like Serie eighty four Maduro every single time, whether you pick it up in Seattle, Washington, at my shop in the Keys, in Europe, three years ago, tomorrow. It needs to taste
1: the the same. Crop changes. Man.
0: Oh, I mean, that's the biggest thing too. That's why he's got to be out there, right? And then he's smoking the Puritos of the new new crop and figuring out, okay, no, I know this is the tobacco we used last time, but it's not tasting the same. We need to switch to this one to get the same profile. Right. So that part to me, and that's something that we always talk about as a team at Cigar Club is, you know, when we're buying cigars for other people uh, or for our boxes and our members, we really stick with brands that, consistency is the number one thing. Like people are like, Oh, how do you choose what cigar is going to box? It's yeah. I, I want to like it. Obviously I'm not right. going to like every single cigar that goes in there because I don't have the same palette as everybody in our membership. That's why we have a panel of people that do that. But my number one thing with a new brand that comes in is like, can I smoke every single one of your lines and multiples of them? Yeah. And then they we go through that and it's like, yeah, this kind of tasted the same every time, and we start to see. You know, now I've been there for a year, and we start to bring back some cigars we maybe were shipping last year. I love it when we get them in, and they're like, "All right, Dave, yeah, this just got in from SLE, so we're letting it sit for a little bit, and then we'll send it up to you." And I love when new productions of the same line comes in because I'm like, "Oh, this is epic!" Because yeah. this is the true test, right? And when you smoke them, and you're like, "I wouldn't even know it's a new production." I like, I love calling them and being and just. I don't know what all goes into this, but right. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I think it's super cool that you can give me this cigar. I think Nick Malillo from Foundation is a genius at it. Yeah. Like Foundation, Will Wednesday is one of those ones I love whenever they get a new production in like Nate over there. I'll be like, dude, can you send me like a fiver of them? I just, I got to taste them (laughs) because I know they're going to be the same and it's fascinating to me. And they are every time I'm like, how does he do it? How does he do it? And there's tons of brands that do that. But Nick, that one just stands out because we've done that kind of test with them before. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's totally fascinating.
1: That is awesome. So with all that experience firsthand you know you're there you're seeing it you're watching the whole cigar making process and you even touched on it probably um but since we already know that you were shocked by that lady writing her name on there what else about the cigar making process really shocked you and you were like wow i can't believe this is a part of this process that's a great
0: question the first thing that popped in my head was 300 hands because that's what they kept telling me, 300 hands before it gets to your humidor. That's how many people are gonna to touch this. And it was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I couldn't think of 300 jobs that it would take to make this cigar. I couldn't think of it. So right. it's really not even one thing. It's the fact that there's so many things. Right. Like, the guy that plants the seeds, then they pick the seeds, then they hang the seeds in the barn, then they hang the leaves in the barn, you know, once they've all grown. But even when they
1: plant the seed, to bring it up and like making sure all the seedlings are at the same height, same so height. one is and so the multiples of touching just the seedling and Uh-oh. then replanting it into the soil out in the field
0: yeah yeah you, you drive by you're in SLU you drive by uh don papin garcia's farm and my father everything's the same height acres and acres and acres i'm like can we take a ruler out here because this is insane wow it's like a you know the perfect hedge when somebody yes. just comes into it's like that across just as far as your eye can see of perfectly equal tobacco plants yeah and it's like what and then the guys out there tending it make sure there's no bugs on it taking the flowers off the top of them like all that stuff those are all hands and we haven't even gotten to the color that it is right now
1: you haven't even started fermenting it no because then you got to turn it and air it out and right. put it in. And the pilones and the. And how big is a pilone just so people, if you don't know, it's astonishing. It's like 2,000 pounds of yeah. tobacco in a pile. Yep. In a big square,
0: like a cube.
1: lay mm-hmm. on top of each other until it gets about what? Five feet high, four feet high?
0: Yeah, just about that.
1: Then it cooks. It heats up, <laughs> yeah. and they hey, put a no, thermometer with no, with no heaters
0: no. or fans or any. We're it's in, we're in Esteli, Nicaragua. Okay, and the tobacco it's a is barn looking thing fermenting,
1: and it's building off its own. And they're heat.
0: rotating it. Yeah, and like you said, with temperature,
1: pull probes. the stick out, and they go, "Oh, it's time!" And whoa, let's all right, three guys. All right, here we go. Let's start moving it. Brand new pallet. Break it down. Put it all back together again, inside out. It, unbelievable. It's
0: truly unbelievable. Yeah. So I can't even think of one thing. I can just think of all the things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Right. I can't think of one thing. It's it's everything that shocks me (laughs) that this is what we're smoking right now. That's why I think it's so important to cherish this. Yeah. And I worked for a retailer and he said, this is a two hour, one hour, whatever it is. This is a two hour vacation. Mm. You're going to sit down. You're going to smoke this. You're not going to look at your watch. You're not going to rush this. You're just gonna enjoy it. Totally. Because it like you said, it took over three hundred hands to get this to you. And it's kind of sacrilege if you don't.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. That, it's
0: true. It's like you think about uh especially like once you're in the industry, like what a great way to start off my time in the industry because it's so easy to be like, this is for work, I have to smoke these, I have to do these, I just need to smoke half of this one to know X, Y, Z. I'm just checking construction on this right. one. You get burnt out and you're like, cigars aren't, they can become not the thing you were doing when you were a consumer where it's like, I'm going to smoke a cigar. I'm going to sit outside. Everybody knows in the house, Dave's outside enjoying a cigar, right? Maybe I call someone, maybe I just sit there, maybe I'm reading, whatever the case is, it was special. And then it's easy to get into that. All right. I got to get through these. I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, but having cigars like this one and like the other projects that we're working on, that to me is what keeps it really exciting and it keeps it really genuine. And it brings me back to being like, this is something that's meant to be enjoyed. Like I'm Absolutely. not going to rush through it because our, our customers not going to rush through it. Like we don't train our customers, but we, we teach them like in the little pieces we put in their booklet or the stories we tell them or the blogs we do, or the videos we do like enjoy it. Like you paid for this thing that so many people, had a hand in, right. enjoy the cigar. If it cracks a little bit, smoke through it. We'll send you another one, but don't just throw the cigar out. Like, right. I promise you it's still gonna taste it's, great.
1: Yeah, it's never perfect, right? Yeah. But you, you darn well that it's probably gonna be as best as it can with mm-hmm. a handmade product. And yeah, you're so true on that. I love the fact that you touched on a part that's not a lot of people, especially people maybe that are listening, Really think about, you know, if you're really working to build something, a cigar, you do have to put in that hard work of like, okay, job's a job. I got to test all these blends. Yep. And it's it, it moves away from enjoyment as a consumer, but you know you're going to get back there. Totally. At the end. So it's really cool that you talked about, yeah, that can kind of be daunting, but at the end of it, I know what the end goal is in mind.
0: Right. Right. So. And it's sometimes hard to say that to people, right? It's like, oh yeah, must be tough having to smoke cigars all the time and do this. And I'm like, no, I know this is a blast. What I get to do every day is a dream, but it can easily, you can lose sight of what the cigar culture should and was like kind of started with, right? Which is time and quality and something that came from a hand, a human, you know?
1: that had like a unique sweetness that puff that I just had had like a unique sweetness that I think I've only tasted in like either like really almost like handcrafted root beer
0: a little bit like a little
1: bit of like that creaminess that comes like when you use real vanilla in root beer or when you use real root uh, whatever it is ginger root or whatever Mm -hmm. like that kind of just came into my palate real quick like this is like really interesting.
0: Yeah. This is, um, one I love to retrohale like five or six times. I don't do it every time, but like as every like inch or so I'll like drop out of retrohale and it's like kind of fascinating. Like sometimes I get cinnamon candy as like that, maybe like a little licorice-y, which I think is kind of like the root beer, like taste. But then a lot of times it's like sweet. Sometimes like milk does. It's like, it's different all the time. That's why It was such a pain putting tasting notes on this because I'm like, I don't, I mean, every time I've smoked this, I've gotten something different. Like it evolves. It has the pepper. It has cream. You fill in the blank with whatever you think it is, but there's something else sprinkled throughout this entire cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's
1: just mental triggers, right? Stuff that you've had before that kind of tastes like it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why it's probably not easy to pinpoint, but it's enjoyable is the key. Good. I'm glad. It's enjoyable. Love it. Good stuff. So three months in, you're already going to Nicaragua, getting fully immersed inside how how to blend cigars. Yep. You have this epic opportunity and experience. Now you're back. You've been with Cigar Club now for almost
0: two- Just over a year. Yeah, just over yeah. a year.
1: So 12 months and some. What else have you now then just- poof, mind blown you're going to the next thing because it sounds like it's this is the trend right it's like okay we're going down this now let's go this way right
0: right um it's funny because like we've talked about earlier in this like i fall down these rabbit holes Mm -hmm. and my wife always jokes with me because she's like you always find a way to make your vices your job and that's the best and i'm like that's the greatest compliment of all time yes thanks babe yeah um but it's like, you know, if I, for instance, if I came home with one more bottle of bourbon, I think I was going to get kicked out of the house, right? <laughs> so I'm like, new strategy, partner with a bourbon brand and let's do something epic. I've always wanted to. And it would be a blast because I love bourbon. Absolutely. So literally, we literally have this discussion. Me and my wife, she's like, you, you are really into bourbon right now. She's like, do you still like cigars and coffee? And I'm like,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> I just had make more room for yeah, my vices. Right. Uh, we've been, we were doing these zoom lounges with our members like every other week and we'd have like different brand owners on, like Danny came on and, um, a few just, we probably did five or six at this point. And then I sent an email out as an invite saying, Hey, next week we're doing a zoom lounge with so-and-so. And And I get this email back from this guy named Paul Letko and he's the founder and master distiller of a few spirits. And he goes, Hey Dave, wouldn't it be really cool? to uh, do like a bourbon tasting on one of these Zoom lounges. Yes. Call me. And I was like, okay, who's listening to my conversations with me and my wife? And um, so I call him and that call turns into a FaceTime, which turns into a two-hour FaceTime, which turns into me booking a flight to Chicago, which turns into me being in Chicago (laughs) learning how to distill bourbon and turns into us sampling way too many barrels of bourbon and smoking tons of cigars and starting to talk about the relationship that tobacco and spirits can have in a really cool way. Again, not in a, how fast can I smoke this and let's do shots of bourbon and I'm going outside, I'm sitting down, my friend's coming over, we're going to sip on this glass of bourbon. We're going to smoke the cigar and something unrelated to the two is going to come out of it. Like right. that's where my mind always goes. I'm like, how is our consumer going to actually consume this? Right. And I'm like, this is how I kind of want them to. Cause this is how I would. So me and Paul, and then their other distiller, Ryan, we're sitting outside in the alleyway in Chicago, uh, right outside of their distillery there. And, um, he's like, Dave, try this, Dave, try this. And then he hands me this one. He's like, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Try it. I'm like, all right, cool. So try it. We're, I forget what cigar I was smoking. And I'm like, damn, this like goes really well together. And normally, I don't like pairing whiskey and cigars all the time because sometimes I find they overpower each other. Sure. And I'd rather just drink the whiskey, or I'd rather just smoke the cigar. Sure. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is like a compliment. So then we grab like another cigar just to like, okay, yeah, no, it still tastes really good with this. I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's our cold cut bourbon that just won um, flavored whiskey of the year internationally. Instead of, so when you, when you take bourbon out of a barrel, I'm new to this, Okay, but when you take bourbon out of a barrel, that's coming out at barrel proof. So like 120 proof, call it. Then you decide what you want it to proof out when it's in the bottle. In his case, he proofs most of his stuff at 94. So you cut it with water to bring it down to the right proof. And then to you, that's what it tastes best in. You get the most flavors out of it, whatever. Instead of using water, they use cold brew coffee. (laughs)
1: the <laughs> judge yeah <laughs> two worlds right, right now right. so
0: um, he knows about my coffee addiction my coffee life my yeah, coffee keepiness
1: trophy he knew about
0: it which is why he wouldn't tell me what it was too because we'd have the conversation of how i can't stand coffee infused things about how i can't stand uh, a lot of times i don't like cold brew a lot of times i don't like this and it just goes into my really annoying coffee Geekiness of why yeah. I don't, but that's that's enough of time for a podcast. Um, <laughs> We've hit the time limit. So, so he didn't want to just lead with this is cut with cold brew because he knew I'd be like, oh, okay, like coffee you and freeze product, it. right? Exactly. Yes. So he hands it to me. I'm like, what the heck is Unbanded. this? This is absolutely, exactly, absolutely unbelievable. He's like, yeah, it's cold cut. It's cut with cold brew instead of water, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So, that what did it do to the flavor that made it so parable with cigars? It made it like. A lot of times when you drink some bourbons with maybe a higher rye content or whatever the case is, it's spicier, it's brighter, you get, um, it's alcohol on the front and then you kind of, once you swallow it, you get the actual flavor. There was no like bites, kind of a cliche word, but there was no bite. There was no brightness. It was all like chocolate, caramel, cocoa, like powdered, like just dark and warm and like a sweater. Oh, and uh <laughs> put that sweater on your mouth i needed that sweater to stay at the airport <laughs> yeah um but i was like are you like it made sense and to me coffee plus mixed with other liquids never made sense but then i right i just combined three worlds that i'm now in uh yeah. addicted to yeah and they all work together amazing is where are we Yeah, And so we launched that. I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. We're doing featured pairings every month because there's stuff that I've been ignorant to or that I haven't known because I don't want to know because I say I don't like coffee and cigars together. I don't like that and this together. And you just blew my mind. So I'm wrong. You're right. Now, every month we release uh, kind of a full page in our in our boxes every month with a featured pairing that pairs with the featured cigar for the month. And we talk about the relationship of it, how we sampled it and it came to be where they can get it. Like, it's just this cool thing of like supporting craft distillers while also like,
1: you guys should try this. Like, it's really good. Suggestion from your friend.
0: So that all happened. And then, uh, towards the end of the day, Paul looked at me and he was like, (laughs) he's like, Dave, you want to do like a single barrel together? And I was like, uh, what? And I'm like, hold on, let me like pull out my bucket list here. Uh, The answer is yes, because it's like number two. (laughs) Uh, I do want to like pick a single barrel of bourbon and do it as like a cigar club, few spirits barrel pick. Like the answer is yes. And we can figure out the details tomorrow. So Paul was extremely gracious and just made it happen. Like forced it, like said, we will make this happen. Whatever needs to happen to make it work. And together we were like, we want our cigar club, like family, to be a part of it. So we started this thing where you know if somebody bought a shirt, they were entered into this raffle, and we picked ten guys or, or gals. They happen to all, all be guys because that's the majority of our membership. Uh, I wish there was a gal in it though. Uh, we picked ten guys that joined us literally last night on a Zoom lounge. I sent them all like, <laughs> I they somehow got three sample bottles of bourbon. Yeah. And they were all different barrels. And Paul walked us through the whole process. We all tasted them and made a unanimous decision across. It was actually 14 guys because our team was in it, too. Sure. We made a unanimous decision on our favorite one. And it's bottling today. Oh. And I'm like, how did I get did <laughs> I, How did we get here? Like, yeah. How did Paul come into this? And and, you know, Jeff's over here. Uh, Just being like, yeah, Dave, what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, this is awesome. We're having so much fun. And, uh, and together, like as a team between me, Jeff and Griff, we like pick this barrel and, uh, and our cigar club family. And, and it's just another layer of the experience. Like, yeah, I tried whiskeys that day that didn't taste like whiskey and I never would have picked them up right there. Like these single malt scotch, Bren whiskey, big shout out to Allison Park. Tastes like blueberries and champagne. It's a whiskey. Wow. And it goes gi- beautifully well with a dark, oily cigar. What? It's the paradox, I guess. Okay. Or the like... The opposite. Bright and juicy and floral, dark, oily, and rich. Match made in heaven. And so Gosh. we're in the process of like planning out the next like seven months of pairings. We're going to release a single barrel pick. And um, I don't know if this is going to cut into maybe one of your questions or something we've talked about in the past. But from my... Finding my love of bourbon, I got connected through to Alec Rubin from Alec Bradley, who's a massive like bourbon geek. Yeah. And uh with him and 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 Chris over there at Alec Bradley, we just we'd start just like hanging out, talking on the phone. Like before I w- we weren't even like buying a lot of Alec Bradley at the time in our boxes, but we we really bonded on like the love of like bourbon and pairings and like hunting them down and going to find them and and all and he's from South Florida. I'm I'm from South Florida and next thing you know it's like uh, oh Dave you got to try this. He sends me samples and we're talking all this stuff and and then we're on the phone one day and um, I hear him like yell out to somebody else in the office, "Hey, what are what are we doing with uh with Blend 16?" And they're like, "Oh, nothing, nothing." And uh, I'm like, "What what's what's Blend 16?" He's like yeah. He's like it it's going to be our cigar. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I'm going to send you several. I'm going to bet you take Blend 16 because we have the same palate." And we're gonna do a cigar together, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "It's made of Placencia," and I was like,
1: "Okay, perfect.
0: Okay, like Alec, I'm gonna do a cigar with Alec Bradley. Take it. What? Yes. Okay. Cool. And uh, sense the samples, smoke through them all, pick blend sixteen, and uh, I don't know that we are releasing the name yet, but it's coming. It pays a little bit of a nudge, a little homage to our. Relationship that was formed through like the same devices that we enjoy sure. and the location that we're from. And uh, it's going to be really cool. So that's going to release in December. Um, but again, it, it just keeps like pointing back to, and this is actually something Alec always says, he's like, you know, relationship dictates in our business. Like it, and if we're going to do something or, you know, it could be something as simple as like, you own whatever business and you sell this product and you've got a great relationship with this vendor and they need these payment terms but you don't normally do those payment terms. But relationship dictates, and I know that guy, and we have a bond together, and I trust him. Cool, or this guy hasn't carried our cigars in 11 months, but I've got the cigar that I know he'll love, and uh, it's legendary, and instead of doing a national release where I can make a six-figure amount of cigars, I want Cigar Clip to have it, and I wanna do this brand around it, and release it on a way smaller scale than we probably would have, but we're gonna have a Ton of fun doing it together, right? And because relationship dictates, and you know, it's just it's that like common theme that I found in this industry, and I'm sure you have too, Rob. Like, you have the craziest conversations over a cigar with people in the cigar industry, like right. We could. This could be a five-hour one where I could tell you every weird, every cool time I've ended up on someone's backyard. They made me breakfast. We're smoking cigars, and we and we decided to do an exclusive together, or we're right. carrying their new release, or or I just hear their story about their granddad and why they came into the industry, and it's like, wow, this is this is an incredible right, like time of like my life of our company, the way that you know Jeff has like really pushed us as a team to just let the relationship dictate and like own your section of the business and have fun and think about our end consumer because at the end of the day, I want them to feel a relationship with me, with Griff, with Jeff, with Phil, with everyone on our team. I want them to feel like I can email Dave. I can email Griff. I can email Jeff. I didn't like this cigar. I love this cigar. I wonder how do I season my humidor? Like I want all those questions because I want people to feel the same way I felt coming into this industry, which is just, what do you want to do? The answer is yes. And I'll show you how.
1: Awesome. Well said. I don't (laughs) think there's any better way to say it. Honestly. I mean, anytime I think about a relationship that has actually made me learn, grow, um, get more involved. It's that somebody needs to help take you underneath their wing or like you said, yes. And, Here's how we do it. Yep. So cool. Wow. So many stories. We could be here all day. <laughs> Since I mean, obviously, what I see right now too is like, and it's not, it's not for every company, and it's not for every single. Um, it, this isn't a. This is the end-all, be-all statement. But it is in any industry a time for the younger generation Mm. to step into some shoes with your experience now. And you're kind of going all over. You're seeing the whiskey side, the coffee side, the, the, the cigar side. How much of that are you super excited about to see that young generation step in? Not necessarily from a standpoint of like it needs to change, but how cool is it to pass it on and see it grow?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, amazing because it's for me I looked at the industry pre being in the industry closed-door I don't know how to do any of this I don't really understand it I guess only certain people understand it and nobody else can or whatever the case is fell into the boutique world learned of all these really cool brands that will show you and take you behind the scenes and then yeah it now it leads to now and so many of the brands that we work with um that we've built these relationships with our young people in the industry. It's Carson Sereno, it's Danny DeFabio, it's Alec Rubin, it, like all these guys that are, whether it's their company or they're, they're starting to take over a legacy company or a legacy brand, Matt Hunt at FQ Cigars. Um, it's You're starting to see this, um, it's more collaborative. That's really? my biggest answer is like, people are excited to do things together that push boundaries of what the cigar industry's done before for the end goal of wowing a consumer every time. Because awesome. like like we talked about earlier, uh, repeatability is king. Like being able to consistently create the same cigar every time is king. Which is something that I'll never say I blended this cigar. Because guess right. what? I was there. I like maybe threw some ideas on the table, but I'm not gonna be the one that makes sure it tastes the same when we release August and Sarah in 2021. Don't thank me. Thank Danny, thank Guillermo Pena, thank the lady rolling, like sorting the leaves. Like, that's not me. So it kind of opens up the ability to explore more industries and not have to worry about like, all right, I have to, we have to recreate that cigar perfectly. Like, no, like that's why we're working with these people. And we're not saying it's all us, but we're, we're able to kind of do that. But the biggest thing is this, the younger generation coming up is taking chances, opening doors and just being open for collaboration in cigars, outside of cigars, right. in media, like that's so huge. Like people are open to just sit down and talk about it. Um, right. So to me, I think that's what's exciting. I don't see that slowing down at all. I see younger, there's way more younger brands coming out now than ever. Like I'm on a call with them probably once a week, like a new brand or new this, I new that. And, and I'm like, this is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have Black Starline cigars, but Eric over there, like, we were on the phone last week and I'm like, dude, I love your story. I love the cigars you're putting out. Like I love the factories you're making them in. Like, so let's cool. do cool stuff together. Like I want to, I want to showcase your product. Yeah. Uh, you know, that comes first before we ever do an exclusive with anybody. Cause that's not why the relationship is there. The re- We're, you know, promoting really cool brands that maybe you haven't heard of. Maybe you have, but that deserve a space, you know, in your humidor.
1: Absolutely. Well said. I like it. I'm speechless. Thank you for just letting us in on that because I think that's a unique experience.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And I mean, obviously if you're out there and at all interested in getting more experiences and trying to figure out what you want to do, you can head over to CigarClub.com, see all the different offerings they have, whether it be subscription, these limited release cigars, exclusive cigars. And we'll, use code Boveda. Use code Boveda? I think it's 30% off.
0: Whoa, use Bovida. That's our highest percent off discount that we give because the Bovida fam is our fam.
1: Wow, I didn't even know that! (laughs) So, good plug, yeah, and good for you guys to use it (laughs) because 30% off is a big deal. So, so again, thank you, Dave, yeah, totally so much for coming out and just opening up our eyes to the whole cigar club family, the whole process that you guys are doing. Thank you so much for being a part of this whole. I hate the word industry, but thank you for being a part of the cigar culture so that we can all be better cigar smokers.
0: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Seriously.
1: Thank you all for watching another episode of Box Press. You know what to do. Subscribe, hit that ringing bell button so that you guys can get cool new podcasts like this every day. We're dropping two of these every month and we're going live every Friday. We call it Unboxed. Enjoy the content. Enjoy more cigars and thank you all for watching.